You're listening to Food for Thought, the OFM podcast, brought to you by Vespa. Hi, welcome to Food for Thought, the OFM podcast. I'm your host, Peter Defty, and today we have the lovely and 53 years young Beth Hodges James with us. And Beth's got an amazing story, um, an amazing journey with the story, and we're going to dive deep. Um, right now, we're going to start with where we are kind of now in the last couple of weeks and, and move backwards. And it's and so um, on New Year's Eve and the NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt aired an inspiring America piece on Beth and her journey to um, completing Ironman Wisconsin at the age of 53 years old, towing, pulling and pushing her adult physically challenged daughter Liza in a raft, uh, a bike chariot, and a jog stroller. Um, Beth, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored to be here with you. Well, I'm honored to work with you, and it's been, a, it's been an amazing journey um, as your coach in all aspects. And um, although we've never met in person, it, it, it feels like you're just an old friend. Absolutely, I agree. Okay, so um, we got a lot to talk about to cover here because your story is much deeper and much more profound than you know a, a one-minute news piece can can even begin to um, articulate. So uh, let's just start with Iron Man Wisconsin and and all that and the, and the NBC news piece and 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 we'll go back from there. Well, Ironman Wisconsin was was quite a quite a goal to achieve. Uh, took serious training, actually, in my opinion. You assisted Liza and I so so strongly uh, just eight eight to nine months prior to the event. But in all sincerity, it took years of learning Liza and her disabilities and what she enjoyed, what she uh, could tolerate, and in one step at a time. Until I knew. Uh, that she could truly endure that with me, uh, we were not just going to dive off. Uh, so it took a 5K, a 10K, a marathon, and and then snap your fingers. We we are in Wisconsin at the starting line of the of the Ironman event. It was it was just fascinating. Now to qualify, Ironman Wisconsin is is one of the toughest uh, courses on the Ironman circuit, correct? To my knowledge, yes. Um, they do have a special policy for physically challenged athletes. It isn't simple for Team Liza to enter any event with the Ironman entity. They have certain events authorized for physically challenged teams and other events, either half Ironman or full Ironman distance uh, events, do the variables of the course or the terrain, you name it, um, they will not allow a physically challenged team such as Liza and myself to, to enter. So our choice, um, choices to this day, is Ironman Boulder and Ironman uh, Wisconsin for the physically challenged category such as Liza and I. Okay, fantastic. And, and how did that day go for you? Well, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, I was nervous, of course. The beautiful lake right there in the heart of Madison, Wisconsin, for a number of days was very, very choppy. And putting Liza into her boat slash raft 
from a safety stand, standpoint, I was very, very concerned. But the morning of, the lake was like crystal smooth and, and peaceful. So that sure enabled me to enjoy a cup of coffee and, and dive in with Liza. The bike course is phenomenal. I'm thankful we live at 9,000 feet uh, in the mountains of Crested Butte, Colorado, because we endured many hours and many miles of training on you know mountain terrain, climbs. But yet Wisconsin's a little different <laughs> in regard to that. Very steep climbs, very fast downhills, but low altitude. But we were fortunate to train with you, of course, and also in Colorado for the bike segment. But that, I think on any course, the bike segment, when you're not only transporting yourself, your bike, Liza's 21-pound adaptive star chariot, and Liza, she weighs about 105 pounds. Thank goodness she's petite. Um, so yes, you're, you're pulling quite, quite the weight up and down, but we achieved the cutoff time and I was ecstatic and Liza, she was ready to get out of the chariot and go for a run. You know, you, you had a successful Ironman Wisconsin, um, successful training leading up to that, but there, there's a big backstory here. And, and this is where, you know, like I was saying to you, you know, you see this inspirational um, video clip of, of you conquering Ironman Wisconsin with Liza as a team. And um, it's really an amazing thing. But people tend to think, oh, you know, this person's kind of way out of my league and not. And, and so uh, let's kind of go way back and, and show them, you know, that, that show the audience, you know, who you really are and where you came from, you know, talk about, you know, you're, you're, you're growing up and then what happened, because I mean, you have all the trappings of everybody else. It's not like, you know, training has become like you're a full-time athlete. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I was born and raised in Northwest Oklahoma to a beautiful family and I'm thankful I was the youngest three older brothers and I was quite athletic and I have enjoyed athletic sports and staying active from minute one, I believe, honestly, um, throughout junior high, high school, into college. Um, I was also quite a dancer. I was on the University of Oklahoma pom-pom squad. But I continued. My very first cycling venture on the road was my junior year in college. And I, I just thought, oh, my gosh, what a sport. I'd been a runner and a basketball player, tennis player, uh, dancer, but the cycling uh, touched me at a very young age. So after marriage and, and the children arriving, I, I continued. My first sprint triathlon, I have a fabulous photo of it with the, the older two children. Liza wasn't, wasn't born yet, but I enjoyed my first sprint triathlon, goodness, uh, 24, 25 years ago, um, and continued to stay active. And it's ironic, just, just yesterday, I was going through some scrapbooks, and I qualified for the Boston Marathon in year 2000. And I found this, this old scrapbook, a 19-year-old scrapbook, and in the scrapbook, I had cut numerous articles out of a newspaper from that event. And so ironic, because again, I have to reiterate, the accident occurred in year 04. My first Boston Marathon was year 2000. So I, I was looking through the scrapbook and I cut out Dick Hoyt and his son, an article about Team Hoyt participating in the Boston 
marathon the same year. And at that time, again, Liza was not uh, injured. She was on earth, but she was not injured. And so I had no, no clue that this horrific car accident was to occur. But even prior to the car accident, Mr. Hoyt and his son touched my heart. So four years later, the car accident occurred. Liza was severely injured, and it's honestly a miracle that she's alive. I'm very thankful her big brother and big sister, who were also in the car with me, uh, were not injured. We, we all had cuts and bruises, but nothing, nothing serious. So there we are, year 2004. Liza, after months and months of intensive care, serious brain surgeries to save her life, Finally, uh, you know, I, I took her home and I, I was so thankful she endured and I was determined to give her the most absolute love and care that I could possibly give her. And my extended family at that time, they were priceless to assist me and uh, one step at a time. But Dick Hoyt, again, I thought, listen, if, if Team Hoyt can do it, I want to find a chariot and test Liza. She was seven years old at that time, and I want to see if she would enjoy going for a jog. So, ironically, I googled Mr. Hoy, somehow found him, and he responded immediately, and my first inspiration on where to purchase her first chariot um, at that time, this would, would have been back in year 05, and uh, one mile at a time, one mile at a time, pushing Liza and giving her happiness and listening to how she reacted and was she excited to get in the chariot? How far, how long could she endure? And she just proved to me she absolutely loved moving and staying active. Now, Liza cannot speak, but yet she can communicate. She, in can, beautiful she, she can emote. Yes, absolutely. And the main time she speaks to me is when I stop. <laughs> yeah. She's ready to keep moving. So so it started with a 5K pushing a stroller? Yes, a 5K. Uh, then we decided to enter a half marathon in Dallas. Then we entered uh, her first marathon was the Houston Marathon. And uh, we've been rolling ever since. Wow. Approximately five years ago, uh, in various articles, this avenue, that avenue, I learned of the Challenged Athletes Foundation uh, in La Jolla, California, and they offer an incredible triathlon to all types of challenged athletes, all ages. It's a serious fundraising event in La Jolla, and it intrigued me beyond words. Instead of a beautiful 5K, 10K, or marathon, I thought, you know what, Liza, I wonder if, I wonder if she could endure and enjoy, most importantly, uh, a safe half Ironman. So further research, reaching out to Mr. Hoyt, and it's such a network of beautiful people in the physically challenged category. The networking and camaraderie and sharing of information was priceless. So we, we had our equipment gathered, and uh, thanks to my husband, David James, uh, who came into our life about five years ago. Um, he's quite an athlete, a marathon runner. He's so loving and giving and supportive of these endeavors with, from a Team Liza standpoint. Uh, we took off, and La Jolla, California, 
was Liza's first, just shy again, of a half half Ironman. With that successful endeavor on Liza's resume, and also just my heart and soul to know she enjoyed and we could do it safely and further stimulating mom to let's go for another race. So I reached out to the Half Ironman Boulder. And that is a fabulous Half Ironman event that does have a physically challenged division. And upon us uh, providing some information from her first triathlon in La Jolla, they accepted Team Liza. So that was our next uh, step toward toward the full Ironman. Wow, wonderful. Okay, so I also want to start digging below the surface of, of the, the whole endurance athlete thing. Um, you know, you had your three children and Liza and if I remember correctly, you were a single mom at the time of the accident. Uh, you know, you, I think you, your marriage ended shortly after you had Liza and, and so you were, you know, had a lot going on, right? You had a lot of challenges besides that. Oh yes. That was, that was a very, very, uh, difficult time of, of our lives. A year prior to the accident, uh, my, the, the father of the children, the marriage ended, it was unfortunate. But I was determined and scrambling to um, self-employed and provide for the children as, as well as keeping them active and, and participating in all types of sports for themselves. But it was also just my old habit of being athletic and going for a jog. That, that helped Beth. That helped me relieve stress and pressures of being a single mother. Shortly after the divorce is when, ironically, I was diagnosed personally with brain cancer. And it was shocking. I was 34 years old, very healthy, very active, um, again, providing for the children. And um, uh, my, my athleticism never, never stopped, but uh, I had a grand mal seizure. I ignored the first one. And six months later, I went to the neurologist and they told me uh, there was a golf ball in my brain, probably a cancerous tumor. So that was quite a shock. And I have to reiterate, this was uh, right at a year prior to the totally unrelated car accident that injured Liza, totally two related, unrelated brain circumstances. Then the, uh, the doctors wanted to wait. They were monitoring me from numerous angles. And then the car accident occurred, which uh, was horrific. Liza was injured. And the neurologist who saved Liza's life um, was adamant that he could remove the tumor in my brain that was still there and further enhance my future and, and take that worry off of my mind. So it is quite ironic, but the same neurosurgeon that saved Liza's life six months after the car accident removed the non-cancerous golf ball-sized tumor out of my out of my brain, and I am forever thankful. Forever thankful he first and foremost saved Liza's life, but I'm very thankful that he removed uh, that foreign substance out of my brain, and and I'm healthy. I. I recovered quickly and um, quickly got back to work and, and again, provided for my children and, and stayed athletic and 
and took off from there as far as uh, Liza's athletic ventures. So um, you have your own small business, correct? I mean, you, you're you're not just doing a date, punching a clock. You're you've got to manage a business as well as um, provide. Yes, and that worked out well. Ironically, being a self-employed uh, appraiser, I worked out of the home. Um, as an appraiser, you can set appointments and work within scheduling for me to also not only provide for the children, but be an active mother and be there for them at all of their sports activities and events. So I was very thankful. And that what's ironic after my brain surgery, I, when I crawled into the home, I grabbed my calculator to confirm I could add two plus two. So uh, my, my damaged brain was, was flowing great and my optimism and thankfulness to be alive. Thankful Liza was alive. We were ready to charge forward. Superb, superb. Now, um, refresh my memory. Along the way, where did you come across the ketogenic diet? Was that after the brain surgery or was it a few years after? It was quite a few years after. And and that is a beautiful question because that I'm so thrilled that is how you and I met. And I learned of your products and your knowledge. And it's it's another world that I absolutely believe in. And um, I believe it took Liza and I to the finish line. Approximately two years ago, once Liza turned 21, and of course, I still go yearly to have my brain analyzed. We are now going to the same neurologist in Grand Junction, Colorado. And a fabulous athletic, intelligent neurologist, and she brought up the ketogenic diet, and she was so adamant. She absolutely urged me to research that for Liza and I, just for an overall health standpoint and safety in regard to uh, epilepsy. And Liza still endures seizures. Um, that is a part of her world, and, and unfortunately will we'll probably cope with it forever, but uh, she bounces right back. So I dove into the ketogenic diet. I ordered this book, that book. I watched this video, that video, and I was fascinated. Then I learned of the endurance athletic world that believe in the high fat, uh, beautiful protein uh, fueling system. Therefore, I learned of you. And I reached out to you and was asking this question, that question, and learned of the Vespa product that that you are the backbone of. And uh, I I was just so sold. And I further discussed with our neurologist her, her theories and her beliefs. And she said, go for it, Beth, do it. And one day at a time, it, it didn't take me long to become very fat adapted. Uh, I'm from Oklahoma. I love a piece of red meat. <laughs> I love the eggs and I love the butter. It was simple for me to remove the carbs and, and reduce the, the fruit virtually altogether. But, of course, we enjoy vegetables. So for me to learn how to cook the way this way and eat that way was simple. Sweet Liza, she loves it. So it's not difficult for her to eat um, these beautiful naturally uh, produced foods, not produced, but grass-fed beef and, and chickens and, and vegetables so it didn't take us long to adapt physically. And, and it probably yeah. reduced the frequency of her seizures, correct? It has. It absolutely has. It has reduced the frequency and, and intensity of her seizures. Um, and, of course, Beth, well, I feel like a million dollars. I haven't caught a bug in a year and a half. I haven't had one sneeze or a cough. I think my overall immune system is excellent. I sleep well. My training intensity 
is unbelievable. And the, the thing that amazes me how quick I recover. It's almost like I don't even need a true recovery time. Yeah, maybe I'll back off a little, but my body is just so ready for more action. And I believe this type of fueling and good hydration is the key. And also at my age, you know, you would think I would need more of a day off or two, but but this fueling and hydration and my my brain is clear and my my heart and my my soul is on fire. I'm ready for the next event. Yeah, well, the, it's really, and this is the paradigm shift that people have to have. The, the, the reco- everybody uses the word recovery. And it's not, it has very little to do with actual recovering. It, it, it's really more so to the point that we're preventing a lot of oxidative stress and lactate load damage that occurs when you burn a lot of sugar. Yes, and I, I respect that deeply. And as I mentioned earlier, being so athletic since uh, junior high, but then getting into my first Ironman was 1999. Prior, uh, 1999 was my first. And of course, fueling with this sugar, that sugar, yada, 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 I gained 15 pounds. Yes, I made it to the finish line, but I actually gained weight and, and I could feel the highs, the lows, the highs, the lows. Uh, so over the years of doing so many endurance events and training, I'm, I'm thankful that I've, my body has felt the negatives to the sugar factor. Yeah, yeah. And, and when we started working together, I kind of took you, like, like we say, beyond keto because um, there's so much more than just a ketogenic diet when it comes to getting that athletic performance um, component to it. Because uh, you probably noticed that when you were strict keto, it was you kind of had a governor turned way down and you could only perform at such a level. Yes. And there are some of the the tricks to the trait, so to speak, in regard to truly the endurance, um, high fat, high protein diet and the very strict ketogenic diet strictly for the brain. There, There is a variance, but you have such strong knowledge, you have such strong belief and guidance that, that you assisted me in fine-tuning my dietary habits and, and fueling systems to accommodate both. Yeah, no, and it's, it's, it's interesting because we're finding that when you, when you get that adaptation where you are ketogenic, I mean, it means you're, you're producing some beta-hydroxybutyrate in your blood. We find that that window of carbohydrate tolerance opens way up and when that occurs, it makes it a very simple and sustainable way of life because you don't have that restrictiveness that a straight ketogenic diet has. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, I, I have to thank you, Peter. Your knowledge, your patience, it's, it's just priceless. Um, because as you mentioned, not only you know training for an Ironman for Beth, it was training for an Ironman, pulling and pushing Liza, the concerns of her safety and her weight concerns of others. You know, I, I couldn't have any mechanical malfunction or such, but your knowledge and, and assistance was so strong. Uh, I am, I'm forever grateful and thankful. And the way you and your products, vitamins and your, your Vespa products and knowledge can touch all types of athletes, you know, from mountain climbers to swimmers to, triathlons to ultra ultra marathons you name it um this lifestyle and this way of fueling the body can do it all 
Yeah. Well, it's like like I said, you, you know, you're you're when you were telling me that you're a freak and a weirdo and this is not normal because you're you're performing at such a high level. I came right back at you and said, no, you are what normal should be. And that's priceless. It, well, it's not even priceless. It's just a fact. Uh, you know, the the entire concept and model of, of health and performance is based on some flawed assumptions. I agree. Some flawed assumptions and some flawed products. Um, our bodies and natural, beautiful food can do so much just on their own. That's agree. That, that I agree. I, it's like I say that I'm to, I'm playing with this concept that we've we've been sold and told we need this and that and all these external things. When we just get our body back to its natural state, you know, and be able to tap into our own energy first, and just with a little tweaking of a little bit of supplementation with some extra fuel, you get that sweet spot of performance. But everybody believes they need this product, that product. And, you know, sure, I sell Vespa and I think it's a wonderful product. You know, it's a wonderful product. But, you know, ahead of using that, we have to get our bodies back to that fundamental uh, state of of being able to metabolize fat for our aerobic, uh, you know, spectrum. And, and of course, the Vespa product does help that. But so does dietary shifts. So does certain ways of training. So does, you know, sun exposure, um, stress reduction and management. Um, and, and, you know, it's been wonderful working with you because you just responded so well to all my suggestions of looking that to, to create this, this OFM matrix that gets you where you are today. Oh, again, I'm thankful. And it absolutely works just, just every day, day in, day out. You know, of course I train, I care for Liza, but I also go downstairs and I grab my HP 12 C calculator and I'm, I'm, calculating numbers and values of properties and my brain and my body is clear and it feels so strong and so healthy especially after so many years of, of health matters and stress deep stress and and pain and anguish to to pull out of but here we are today and um it's a gift absolute gift and each one of us should choose the good simple beautiful foods and and be athletic, you know, and it doesn't have to be a crazy Ironman. You know, each one of us, uh, no matter what the age, can enjoy a 5K, a 10K, a walk around the block. But we can all eat beautiful, simple, healthy foods and fuel our bodies to a much longer longevity, in my mind. Well, and I think, that, you know, there's one thing I've been, theme I've been playing with right now as I, I write and trying to put all this together. And, and, there's a whole nother component in terms of, of a much bigger enrichment of our emotional life. And, and I think you really highlight that because it's not only your physical performance, but my God, this is the love of a mother for her child. And to give that child the absolute best life possible and to share that with her and give her all those things. So, so Liza, even in her state, has that will to live, uh, that will to emote and bring something really special into the lives of everybody she touches. Well, yes, thank you. And of course, Liza's happiness. Here I have tears, tears in my voice, tears in my eyes. Liza's safety and happiness is the absolute first and foremost. But what, but we, what we have learned, how she touches so many thousands and thousands of people in positive ways, further motivating other people 
to, you know, volunteer with an adaptive type group or get their own special child out or just get their beautiful, healthy 10-year child out and go play in the park. So many ways um, this deeply touches my heart that such a horrific, horrific, life-changing accident could throw me and my family, throw us in such a dark hole, so to speak, tough, tough times emotionally. And here we are today, and we are so happy, so thankful, and so determined to continue forward and motivate others and touch others' hearts and souls. Well, don't sell. We have, don't, we have a big purpose. Yeah, don't sell yourself short, Beth. I mean, the power of you of of your love for your child is is inspiring. You know, and um, I just think that this whole paradigm that you're living, breathing, experience and leading by example is, is fabulous. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to own my, my part in it. And it's, it's part of the thing that's kept me going all these years um, in the face of, of skepticism about this approach and, and the fact that it's not keto, it's not high carb, it's, you know, OFM, it's something in between that we try to individualize and make it for the individual but that's that's i think that's part of the problem is because there's no money in individuals you got to be able to scale and, and create big numbers right <laughs> yes yes as being self-employed for over 20 years i respect that deeply absolutely respect that you have a family and children of your own um but i believe and team liza we want to assist you in any way possible we believe, again, I have to say it, in you and your products and your theories, and we want to spread the word. Thank you. We Thank want you. Well, other, well, we're gonna throw, other athletes. Yeah, we're going to throw our full weight towards you now um, as well. And that's that's the kind of um, relationships we, we love to develop because it's a win for you, it's a win for us, but it's also a win to show people that are skeptical that this is real. So. Oh, it's so real. Yes. And I believe. And I, again, I've told you, it's just such a fluke through the neurologist, et cetera, et cetera, that I learned of you. I don't look back, though. I'm thankful. So I deeply want to assist you to to reach out to others. And I, I feel honored to be on this podcast with you and, and sharing sharing Liza and, and my family's story. And I, we have strong goals. We're going to shoot for Ironman, uh, uh, the Boulder Ironman this coming June. And uh, we're going to do our very best with, the, with your assistance to uh, document her progress and her success stories and enter the lottery for the physically challenged division of the, uh, of the Hawaii Ironman Championship event this coming October. So we just never can say never. We have to look to the future, set positive goals, give it our very best. We may stumble once or twice, but we can darn sure get up shake it off and charge forward again. And I am forever thankful for that theory. Well, you know, you, you answered the question. I, I didn't even have to say like, where are we, where are we going now in the future? And, and, <laughs> and you did it. So you, we must have some, some, you know, ESP going here or something. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. There's just so much to do and give and, and enjoy in life. The clock is ticking. And uh, as long as I'm standing, Liza's going to stay active. Our, our, our races may have to shorten a little bit. It may be, uh, you know, when I'm 99.9 .9 years old, it may be a simple walk around the block. But 
we just can't stop. We we need to control our happiness and healthiness and do our best to give to others. Yeah, well, I think that that as you as you are you know experiencing right now with this whole OFM paradigm, you're probably in a, a fitter, stronger condition than you were 20 years ago when you were 35. No doubt. And, no doubt. And I, yeah, and I feel that the 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 proper inputs in nutrition, supplementation, lifestyle, combined with the adaptive stress of training, it, it keeps our, our bodies regenerating and staying young. And the moment we become less active, um, that's when we start to senesce. And then we're capable of less, so we do less. And it's it's that vicious cycle. And, and you're just a, a a wonderful example of, of what's humanly possible. And, you know, we've had plenty of other athletes doing the same and, and we just have to kind of build that one athlete at a time because there is such a, a, a skepticism and it does go against what the, the conventional wisdom says is possible. I mean, I've had so many women in their forties who've struggled and, you know, the doctor just say, well, you're middle-aged and this is just kind of how the way it is. And I, no, I, I refuse. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I and, you know, there's a beautiful theory from the appraisal business world. There's structures, the actual age, actual age of my, I, I'm 53 actually. But due to the way of living, the the hydration, the food, the fuel, the exercising, I feel I feel 25. So actual age, effective age. And, and we do, we can have more control over ourselves with that mentally, physically, we just need to fuel and hydrate well, eat well, and stay active and be thankful for each and every day. I, I mean, I agree. It's a miracle Liza's here and honestly, it's a miracle I am here. So um, every day, charge forward. Yeah. Well, well, Beth, thanks very much for, for coming on the podcast. I look forward to having you on again as we, we make this journey together with Liza and, and David and your family and, and all your friends. And, um, you know, hopefully the audience got something out of this and, and see that and see that not only are you a, a, an elite level athlete at 53, but you are a real person with the same challenges and trials and tribulations that, that most people have to go through in life and, and that you've come through them and, and come out the other side uh, stronger and better and, and with more empathy for the struggles of others. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, Peter. You've, you've summed it up quite well. Every day's a new day and uh, we, we can. Yep. Let's go get some. All right. Take care. Talk soon. All right. Bye. You are listening to Food for Thought, the OFM podcast, sponsored by Vespa.